My name's Liana Berry and you're listening to Art Muse Podcast, a podcast about the intersections between art, healing and creativity. Hello and welcome back to Art Muse. It's so lovely to have you listening. Today we are going to explore a little bit more about discomfort and its relevance to art making. Discomfort or feeling uncomfortable really is integral to the creative process. And I just really wanted to start out by normalizing that. Sometimes we can get really excited and preoccupied and glorify all of the lovely, nurturing, beautiful elements of any type of art making. And particularly when there's an end product that's shared, um, we often see the polished process. But I think most of us are aware that there is quite a level of discomfort that comes with creating something I mean there's this old stereotype of the tortured artist someone that spends you know their days troubled and uncomfortable and while I think that can ring true in some ways that a lot of people that are able to transform their pain and their sensitivity into creative products do go through quite a process of being burdened by discomfort and at times even distress I think that's not always the case and I think that there is this ebb and flow in creative process between discomfort and comfort where depending on where you are at with your development of self and where you're at with your creative projects and understanding processes and materials developing skills I think some people's experiences of discomfort are going to be much higher than others so there's quite a a bit to unpack today we'll start off by just maybe trying to define a little bit about what discomfort actually is and there's various definitions the most common definition is that it's a mental or physical unease but there is also quite a list of different emotional experiences that are captured within discomfort definitions and they include things like anxiety, embarrassment, pain, worry. Interesting thing to reflect on is that discomfort is probably going to mean something different for each of us. So for some people discomfort will encapsulate a a large range of mental and physical experiences and for other people they might have more nuanced and succinct descriptions of discomfort. So for me, I certainly feel like unease is a precursor for discomfort. I usually feel like a low-lying unease before I start to feel uncomfortable. And then there's a point within my tolerance where discomfort can escalate into distress or pain something I hope that you will reflect on after this podcast is thinking a little bit more about your window of tolerance. That's something I'm going to be talking about throughout this episode. There's this term that's used throughout psychology and throughout sociology called window of tolerance. The concept was coined and developed by Dr. Dan Siegel, spelled S-I-E-G-E-L, and he is an author and professor of psychiatry and a window of tolerance basically means and can be translated to this concept when we're within our window of tolerance we're able to cope we're able to respond we, you know there might be some level of reactivity but we're responding and we're feeling like we can cope 
and were able to maintain a baseline of regulation. And then if we jump outside of our window of tolerance, if something pushes us outside, then that can lead to like an acute stress response in the body, a high level of reactivity. Um, We can lose control. So whether that's escalating into a hyperarousal state or escalating into a hypoarousal state so we either become really activated and lose you know for example lose control of our temper we become um, perhaps really physically dysregulated or we become really withdrawn and avoidant and despondent basically when we're outside of our window of tolerance our body is preparing itself for a fight flight freeze survival response So within that window of tolerance though, there is like the core baseline of feeling regulated and comfortable and then there's these grey areas where you might be feeling a bit uncomfortable but you're feeling like you're still able to manage and cope and that can sort of step up. There's a step up and a step up again perhaps and then there's a step up where you jump outside of your window of tolerance. So the steps are actually a really nice way of thinking about it. So if you go one step up into a minimal kind of unease, a bit of discomfort, but you know, you're feeling relatively good about it. If you step up again, you're sort of maybe feeling a bit more 50-50, like, oh, this is testing me. I'm not sure how this is going um, or where this is going and if I'm going to stay in this position. And then you step up to the third one. You feel really challenged and you're really starting to scan the situation um you're maybe starting to feel some of those flutterings of body response you're catching your breath you're feeling a little bit butterflies in the stomach a bit more hypervigilant so you're kind of starting to reach your point of tolerance and then if you step up again you're suddenly outside of your window of tolerance but the, f- the fourth step is only just one above your window of tolerance so you Uh, suddenly starting to feel okay I'm out of control a little bit I'm really not coping you might be starting to suddenly pull in your coping strategies and they might be healthy or they might be unhealthy there's a whole range of things that we do to sort of try to regain that control and bump back down into a more comfortable space so sometimes employing those one or two things can bump us back down so that might be like stopping what we're doing that's making us outside of our window of tolerance that might be walking away that might be just releasing some energy and then you go the fifth step up so suddenly you're you're two steps away from your window of tolerance and that's where things can get really messy and very unpleasant and from there I don't know how many more steps you have until things are a complete status of overwhelm and survival but this sort of general principle of window of tolerance and some people explain it slightly differently has been used to describe a lot of different situations and a lot of different contexts certainly working with children it's something that comes up in a whole range of situations to help families understand when a child might have a really small window of tolerance people have different sized windows of tolerance I think that's something really important to highlight is that depending on a whole range of things that might just be personality it might be due to do with trauma and prolonged periods of stress it might be to do with sensory tolerances um, and sensitivities some people are just more sensitive um, in some people are more particularly sensitive so your window of tolerance might grow and shrink depending on what context you're in you might have a bigger window of tolerance in certain environments but a really narrow window of tolerance um, in other environments and that might be to do with 
the things that you can accommodate in a sensory capacity or you know your resilience and skills in an interpersonal situation for example compared to a situation you might be alone so it definitely is a complex construct like everything I talk about on here it's not straightforward there is not a set diagram and set structure for what bumps us in and out of our window of tolerances we are all going to have different things and different sizes of our window Um, so for some people unfortunately they're really working with just that pinhole window where they find that they spend a lot of time outside of that um, inner triggered and overwhelmed state and then a lot of that has to do with trauma and if you do feel like your window of tolerance is really little definitely try and seek out some support where you can because it can grow and I think that's something I really want to highlight today is that we can have some level of control over our window of tolerances we can influence them we can learn to push them out and grow them over time so the natural human instinct is to really seek out comfort we all seek out comfort all the time like i mean comfort it's, it feels good right and comfort is actually really important for sense of safety and it can be a really nice reprieve and which is really important for rejuvenation and feeling like you are feeling resourced we seek comfort in our relationships as well because it's reassuring and it's nurturing and you know it just gives us an overall boost of well-being and joy and love but being uncomfortable is also equally important because restricting our lives to just those areas of comfort we're not pushing ourselves to experience anything beyond that and that can be problematic in a couple of ways the first way it's terribly disappointing because some of the best things about feeling uncomfortable is this sense of mastery and this sense of expanding your creativity or expanding your experiences some of the I'm sure I'm sure for many of you some of the best experiences of life have been those that have had a healthy dose of discomfort with them you know whether that's traveling or whether that's helping someone out and you know it might feel uncomfortable to help someone out and then when you have you have had such a wonderful connection and feeling of generosity and warmth and achievement it might be you know taking on a different role at work or at like all of these different ways it might be trying a new food that feels uncomfortable but once you've tried it it's lot you love it and it's become your new favorite so there's always these micro macro ways that we experience discomfort and it can have a really positive outcome the second thing to be cautious of if we are if we are too attached to comfort and really narrow down our window of tolerance is that life ultimately isn't controllable and it is full of a lot of unexpected and at times really cruel experiences that you know that we have no impact on that no matter what we do they happen to us anyway and they can be so painful and then it's so natural to to try particularly after you've had terrible experiences to try and prevent them happening again you want to stay in your comfort zone but realistically staying in your comfort zone isn't going to stop things happening and if we don't have any experiences of having discomfort and managing it and navigating it then it's going to be really distressing and really difficult and really overwhelming when we are presented with situations outside of our control 
So it can be really useful to have a reasonable width, a reasonable sized window um, because it gives you practice and it builds your resilience. And so then you are able to grow, but you're also able to learn ways to manage discomfort and to get through difficult times and difficult experiences. So if we're talking about discomfort in art making, it really is so unique to the person and discomfort in art making is might seem a bit beige to some of you in comparison to talking about discomfort in life. But the beautiful thing about art making and why I love art therapy is it's a bit of a micro playground. It's this way that you can explore your emotions and you can explore your concepts of self and concepts of the world and self-expression and all of these different elements of life but you can do it within a closed space so sometimes I feel like if I pushed myself and challenged myself in my art making that that experience expands itself beyond my art studio and it's this really interesting idea that we can practice skills and resource development in different contexts but that they end up being more broadly applicable and a lovely example of this that some of you might be familiar with is cold exposure or cold showering and bathing in nature or in your home And that's something that I discovered a couple of years ago and has since grown in traction. But one of the speakers and original theorists of cold exposure and its benefits is a gentleman called Wim Hof. And he does lots of coaching and you can find his content out there. Um, And he speaks a lot to how cold exposure has helped him in his life manage some really despairing um, and dark periods and he really does advocate for it when it's coupled with mindfulness and movement practices that it can be really beneficial for mental health so I encourage you to go and look at look him up and look a little bit more into that but Often when people are teaching cold exposure, they don't encourage you to just go and launch into an ice bath or the Antarctic Ocean straight away. It is about incrementally increasing your tolerance. So, for example, one of the main strategies that um, is encouraged is to, when you're having a shower, is turn down the hot water and the warm water and to a degree that you can only just tolerate. So you're just starting to feel quite uncomfortable but it's still within your window of tolerance and then to slowly as the days go by increase that so you're increasing that turning off of the hot tap until it's not on at all anymore and you're also increasing the amount of time that you're spending under the cold water so it might only be a couple of seconds if that in the beginning and then the aim often is to increase that to a minute or two I think they've been looking into the benefits of length of time so I think they're finding that sometimes the benefit isn't a prolonged period and obviously there's lots of there's a lot that physically you have to be aware of with extended cold exposure and make sure you're doing it in a safe way and if you have health issues obviously to get some guidance on that but I just I talk about that example because it's a great example for any 
scene where you're trying to change your relationship with discomfort and you're trying to challenge yourself and push yourself and integrate something new and it can exactly be the same for art making so what I often find when people say that they are uncomfortable art making or they're uncomfortable sharing their art but they have these really solid goals around I want to be able to display my artwork or I just really want to be able to diversify and not just use lead pencil I want to use all of the materials and I can't because it makes me uncomfortable is that sometimes people just chuck themselves in you know they chuck themselves into that Antarctic Ocean and then they're all of a sudden on step four outside of their tolerance window and then they're just overwhelmed and then you increasing your experiences of stress and your associations with stress and it's not it can become really messy really quickly and sometimes quite distressing particularly if you have high levels of sensitivity or intolerance or trauma Um, so what I really advise is the cold shower approach of like slowly slowly incrementally increasing your moments of discomfort it's worth really getting a piece of paper and a pen out and having a think about where you're at in your creative journey and what medium you're working with and actually just drawing a square to start off with and within that square listing all of the things that you find comfortable so for me for example it would be gouache paint watercolor paint it would be oil paint Um, it would be collage I also find drawing relatively comfortable and you know those are my strong ones in my comfort zone I have others a lot of others that I use in my workplace um, as an art therapist but if I'm just talking about my own practice those are my comfort materials and you might get a bit more detailed than that especially if you've got lots of things in your window of tolerance you might think about which ones are your core materials and processes to make you feel regulated and then there might be some that are just sitting on those outside edges of your window so they're things that you can still employ with some comfort but they're starting to make you uncomfortable and then I want you with your pen or if you're just doing this in your mind um, if you're out walking (laughs) then start to think about the things that would exist outside of your window of tolerance so what are the things that push you beyond your natural comfort levels and again you might like to list this or stagger it or tier it so that you know it's that that first step outside of your window of tolerance then there's the second step and then you know it's all the way to your max complete overwhelm point so outside of my window of tolerance I would put clay and photography actually just outside of my window of tolerance so they're things that I am open-minded to trying and I do get some enjoyment out of it but I find mastering the processes of them quite challenging and that can sometimes tip me out um, into a bit of a poor tolerance zone where I can become really kind of frustrated and overwhelmed and find it really difficult and I think for me something a medium that exists well and truly outside of my window of tolerance is anything performative based acting in particular is just really really challenging for me and even just thinking about it my palms get sweaty and you know I feel that tightness in my body 
And it's something that I have found incredibly difficult since I was really little and I continue to shy away from. Um, I think acting will probably always stay in my outside of my window of tolerance. It's not something I am particularly motivated to change. I still find there are certain circumstances that still pop up as an adult, although they're much, much less frequent than when I was a child. Um, but yeah, certainly when I've worked in workplaces or been at professional development where, you know, someone thinks it's a fabulous idea to do a game where you have to act a part or do charades or make some sort of movement that's then copied by other people. And, you know, I'm a therapist, so often my professional development has people from a whole range of creative therapies, including drama therapists that do wonderful work. But I do often get a racing mind and contemplate having to go to the toilet and how to sneak out. And, you know, thankfully in the last few years, I've really owned, I've really given myself permission to keep my boundaries. So often now I will just be a firm no. And despite encouragement, and I appreciate the encouragement from others, I will still say no, that I do not want to participate in a performative interaction, um, something that makes me really unsettled and quite dysregulated so once you've kind of done this mental map or this physical map on paper you can start to really think about what your goals are around leaning into discomfort in art making and there are other things where you know for example clay I would really love to be able to increase my tolerance of that process and increase my skill set and you know I'm talking broadly here and I'm talking more materials based but obviously there is much more detail to this that you can dig into Um, so for painting for example it might be that the paint itself isn't the thing that bumps you in and out of your window of tolerance it might be the way that it's applied or if it gets on your fingers or if you're trying to do something that's figurative versus abstract and all goals are welcome You know, all types of creative aspiration are welcome here. Obviously, I'm talking again because it's just my natural go-to in a very visual arts orientated way. But we can absolutely expand this outwards into all types of creativity and, you know, mix it up. Go ahead and mix it up. So, you know, you might be at the moment experimenting a lot with drawing and painting. But, you know, you might be thinking about dance and music or you might want to try acting or you know and it's it's hovering it's hovering in that discomfort zone and you don't know how to approach it um so for me dancing is definitely an interesting one and probably music as well I really enjoy consuming both of those things and watching it um and I have an acute (laughs) social phobia of doing that within a shared space so I'm slowly slowly trying to increase my window of tolerance for dancing um, I did have a little dance with my mum for the last song at a Waves concert. Um, it was a seated concert, um, to give us credit, but um, we sort of a few, quite a few people got up for the last song, and I did encourage myself to be uncomfortable and dance. Um, so you know, you're not alone in that. Just because we have some areas of creative confidence, we're not struggling in other areas, or we have poor tolerance. And it's absolutely fine to not want to increase your window of tolerance against all types of creative practice or all materials. But 
depending on how big or how small your window of tolerance is, this could be a really important approach for you or a really important thing to reflect on. And, you know, it is useful to have a think about why. Why do I want to um, be able to tolerate more discomfort or be able to deal with more discomfort? Yeah, it could be for a whole range of reasons. And sometimes it is just personal growth. And sometimes it is more than that. We're pursuing a stronger voice or we've got a project that is encompassing of other people and other environments that we have so much value on. So when we're playing around with discomfort and goals around discomfort, it really has a lot to do with value. So if you're struggling with this notion of having to map out what you find uncomfortable and what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate, have a think about what you value and you know what you want to achieve and creativity is a very active process it very much is about action and about creating something from the resources we have and I don't like the concept of moving forwards I don't like this concept of having to be bigger and better and bigger and better but I think it is important to kind of get it is important to kind of really speak to the fact that creativity is about movement and about expansion and I think we have to be able to move and expand to be able to capture the essence of life and humans and love and whatever it is we're creating artwork about and I think that's why a lot of people get fulfillment out of creativity is because it does push you to test yourself and to grow your skills and to go a little bit beyond your comfort zone and the feeling of enrichment and satisfaction when you have created something that you weren't even sure you could create and that has really challenged you and you know you've had to kind of navigate these ebbs and flows of discomfort is so rewarding and then obviously they're speaking to the fact that if we created things that have harnessed some level of discomfort there's usually strong authenticity in it that's really powerful and people can usually really sense that and they can relate to it and you know that narrative might be really visible um, or even if it's not there's this connection that humans have between each other and a creative entity is definitely a vehicle for that and so for a lot of people discomfort does occur from doing something new and you know that caution that unknown around how uncomfortable it will be turns a lot of people off and a lot of people say no straight away and I am a no girl like I will usually say no to things even if it's internally and then I'll have to step away from that and either you know wait a bit of time or sometimes I, my value is strong enough that I know I need to challenge myself on the no. So completely normal to say no and outright no. <laughs> um, and that's usually just out the comfort part of ourselves, seeking validation and safety because we do find safety in comfort. And, you know, it's also about getting to know yourself and getting to know when a wise time is. Because if we're talking about self-care and safety then there is going to be definitely times in our life where it is wiser and beneficial 
to challenge ourselves and to be in states of discomfort and other times we really need to just lean into our art making as a zone of familiarity and that's absolutely fine and some people continue to just use art making that way and creativity that way where you know they use the same materials and the same processes and they stay within that comfort zone because that's what art provides them it provides them with a sense of security and a sense of reprieve and sanctuary and if that's you give yourself permission put your detailed glasses on for example i am doing a lot of gouache and watercolor paintings at the moment and although i find watercolor and gouache at times a little bit challenging and a little bit um spontaneous i do also feel really comfortable with them but where i find my discomfort is usually in the challenge of the representation so I'm trying to make something match the image in my mind um, or I'm playing around with something that's really quirky or switching colors out exploring details of something um, just expanding my discomfort but yeah absolutely there's so many more times where I could really push myself and don't do it a lot in my arts practice because I have a lot of other areas of my life and a lot of other ways that I extend my discomfort and I want to balance it out so I think that's what I'm trying to say is like we just need to be mindful a little bit of balance we don't want to push 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 ourselves if that's what the rest of our life is looking like where it's strain 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 we want to be able to go okay what is it that I need what is it that I value and what am I going to explore today? Am I going to try and increase to my discomfort or am I going to lean into my comfort? So there is always an option, doesn't always have to be the same one, is always going to be probably different depending on the day, the week, the month, the year. But yes, yeah, so I'm sort of speaking to multiple, I guess, potential listeners. There's the creatives that are already well rehearsed in their art making and sometimes to get to that place where you can really know how to use your art making to self-apply comfort and sanctuary is you've already had a journey of being really uncomfortable so often when people haven't engaged with art making for a long period of time they want to jump straight to the bit of knowing these are my materials this is what I can do I'm skilled at this and I feel good about this but you can't skip it you well yeah you can't skip it really at the end of the day if you want to do something different to what you're doing so you want to become more accomplished at a certain style of art or you want to become more familiar with an art material you have to wade through the uncomfortable process to get to the familiarity you can't really skip the journey and so that's where we need to develop a good sense and a reliance on being able to moderate and manage discomfort because that bumpy journey before we get to that glorified accomplished state is going to be really uncomfortable and you know I think from then on once you've kind of got to a place of knowing yourself within your creativity it does drop off and it does lessen and it kind of Um, spikes back up at different times so if you're going to change your practice drastically you want to really explore a different medium or you perhaps really exploring a different subject matter then that's going to boost back out that discomfort is going to like rear itself because you're stepping beyond your window of tolerance again 
but it's definitely there to begin with. So if you are listening and you're just someone that's trying to get back into creativity or you've not tried many creative things before, then you should absolutely expect discomfort to be a big part of your journey and to accompany you. And, you know, again, if you are someone that's looking to pivot and change the way that you are creative, expect it to pop back up again. You can you can easily, so easily forget because you get kind of used to and accustomed to feeling confident um, and feeling a sense of mastery and uh, yeah I just don't want people to feel disheartened or discouraged and see discomfort as a sign that they shouldn't do it and it is just about you know keeping one eye on the level of discomfort so that you can make sure you can seem that you you're not distressing yourself a level of unease in creativity and self-expression is really normal it is absolutely normal and so some of the ways to kind of combat that sense of overwhelming yourself all at once is to take teeny tiny steps and you know to map it out for yourself so you have a sense of okay this one's going to be a big one like I want to try this really obscure art process that I've never tried before I want to try something that's really popular but I'm not sure how it's going to go for example acrylic pouring I don't know if that's still a thing that was a gigantic sensationalized art process in Australia for a bit and it was messy and it's chaotic and the colors don't always mix together and particularly in the early days before a lot of the mainstream products came out you know it was hard to get the consistency right and there was this huge wave of interest but for some people that was going to be more overwhelming and uncomfortable than other people so it's just about taking little steps and being mindful and you know picking and choosing when you're going to delve into those processes that are uncomfortable and definitely celebrating when you've done them regardless of what the outcome is even if the outcome isn't what you expected or what you hoped for remember it just doesn't it doesn't happen instantly it doesn't happen overnight and so if it's something of value you can continue to try and if something's uncomfortable it's like the same thing with the cold shower it's the same thing when people talk about starting to run is that you don't just get up from your couch and go and run a huge marathon you start off by jogging to the letterbox and then jogging to the end of the street and then walking and jogging in two minute intervals and then if you're persistent over time you will find running to the letterbox barely catches your breath and it's super easy and then you'll suddenly you can suddenly find that you can run two kilometers without feeling like you're gonna pass out and you aren't as flushed and aren't as sweaty and all of those things and you aren't focused on the discomfort until you get maybe get past that threshold and into the three kilometer mark But when you first start out, you are like a couple of houses down the road and you can't catch your breath and you're a sweat ball and you're thinking, what have, why am I doing this? Everything hurts. This is really, really hard. And so you do have to bring your courage and your perseverance and a whole lot of self-encouragement when you're engaging with something that's uncomfortable but if your goal is to run two or three kilometers and you get to that place where you've done it, it's such a good feeling and your body's going to thank you for the health benefits, isn't it? And it's the same with art making. If we can get ourselves into a place where being creative feels less 
uncomfortable and feels rewarding and we're able to practice it regularly we're going to see the benefits of that it has so many well-being and psychological benefits and for a lot of people it can also have physical benefits you know using your fine motor skills and using hand-eye coordination if you're engaging both your hands it can be bilateral limb engagement so there's all there is a broad spectrum of benefits but the biggest benefit is that you're going to be doing something that is relaxing and enjoyable but it might not be relaxing to begin with Um, it might be uncomfortable and the side effect of all of these things whether it's running and taking cold showers or um, making art is that you're teaching yourself that you can do tricky things you can do uncomfortable things and that there's a duality there's a duality as is there is in so much of life's experiences where you can hold discomfort and experience benefit at the same time so art making can be really powerful and it can be cathartic and it can also be uncomfortable and it's just figuring out where is this in my window of tolerance so that you are staying within a zone that you're able to cope with and that you're able to return back to a regulated state because if we push ourselves too often and too quickly into that fourth step outside of our window of tolerance we're putting our body and our mind under a lot of stress and depending on what else is going on for us that can be really unhealthy this opened i'm sure has opened up a range of things for many of you and potentially some questions i would absolutely love to hear from you if you have any questions about discomfort or this episode or if you even wanted to share the things that you're trying that bring you um, some discomfort if you wanted to send me a message private message on instagram at artmuse underscore podcast then i would love to hear from you and i will read some of the questions out um, in next week's episode so it would be lovely to hear from you thank you so much for listening to art muse podcast if you enjoyed the episode then please like share or follow on whichever listening app you use if you want to keep up to date on social media the best place to find us is on instagram at artmuse underscore podcast <laughs>